Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Oversharing. My name is Ruth, and today is episode 15. And I just want to emphasize of the topic would be being trans, my experience, or I don't know. I just don't know what the title would be, but I want to talk about it because today happened to be um, at, at UBC there was a anti-trans protest and just made me reflect on so much things that happened to my life. I don't know if I've talked about it, but when I was a young child, I once was uh, participated an anti-trans protest, just like the ones that was out there. Um, it was organized by a Christian organization and I was just a child. But I was waving those flags, shouting all those, you know, whatever they want me to shout. And that was quite an experience because I still remember it. And that left me with a strong feeling of how much I once hated trans people and queer people. I am not educated i was not educated and at that time i was just a child so i really didn't know what trans was or what queer was i just knew that the church taught me those were things that were bad and people shouldn't do that and you know shouldn't educate me as a child on that because those were sins why would they teach me things that are more sinful now it is a completely wrong perception and interpretation of what education is on such topic now if i think about that as a as a trans person and i think about the person that like the child that i was i felt like maybe at that point i wouldn't need to know the information but throughout my teenage years and Till now, like I felt like if I had that information, I had that education, I would have I would have experienced life differently and would be easier for me to navigate the struggles that I once had. I really felt like when people simply say, Don't spread it to my child, it meant like don't educate my child on such topic because we want them to be the person that we want them to be, which was going to be straight and cisgender. Or at least they didn't have the room and the freedom for their child to choose who they are and what they want to be in their life. It's more like your parent is controlling the outcome of who you are and I felt like that's wrong. And I could tell you that's wrong. And you can tell me you're wrong and all that all day. I feel like this is going on and on when people have their own beliefs. And there is no middle ground for both of us. So I won't argue on that. But I would just say I will be a living proof for people that use that statement. So... 
because I wasn't exposed to any of these information when I was a child. Um, all the movies, all the YouTube videos I watched were all heterosexuals. Like, I really just avoided any keyword for gay, queer, anything of like that. I would literally put, like, not interested that button on YouTube and be like, please block that away from me. And I never would search for what is homosexual, what is um, gender identity, not until I really struggle on that and start looking for answers, you know? So it was a hard journey to figure it out. And if I had an education on that topic, I, w- I would feel like it's it's okay to feel. It's okay to be different from the majority. And it's okay to accept yourself for your differences and even though it shouldn't be such a big deal for the society and apparently where I'm born and it was just historically and culturally not educated and people had this traditional I would say traditional perspective but I would say it's just stubborn honestly I felt like it's 2023 Everybody has access to the internet and probably had heard about sexual orientation, gender identity, and all that. And I felt like those people that claim that knowledge was spread to your children like a disease is absolutely bizarre. Because knowing a piece of information doesn't make you one. I think that is just common sense. And if parents are saying that that would hurt their child, which means also they're taking the freedom, the choice, and also conditionally loving their child because they're implicating that if my child becomes something else than what I want them to be, I probably won't love them. Shouldn't a parent be loving unconditionally? I mean, do you really love your child when you choose something for them instead of let them to choose? And yeah, I'm a living proof of not exposing and turns out to be trans and queer at the same time. Surprise. (laughs) Really surprising to me. And I think my younger self wouldn't ever would never expect this version of me. I mean, that would be the least thing or the person that I wanted to be as if the identity and the orientation, sexual orientation of myself, because I was very homophobic and transphobic. Now, I'm done talking about the protest. I'm just disappointed. Like, People are still very, like, I know people have opinions and people can talk about their opinions all day. There will be always opposing voices and there will always be someone that disagree with you. But I think that is, I I just wish there are 
more people that are more loving and inclusive about this and be more understanding and like you know talk things in all perspective instead of just like i think this is the right way and you should all believe this because your belief doesn't mean my belief and it's like i need you to believe this so this is the right thing well i wouldn't say i want everybody to be i wouldn't say like if you aren't inclusive then da 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 yeah you will be called homophobic and transphobic and probably you kind of deserve that too because if that is just disrespecting people and i don't know how to argue on the word respect anymore because at that point there's just pointless to talk about it to to people that don't even understand that word now i just want to talk about being trans and why i think you should understand more about it well maybe i shouldn't use the word should but it would be great and beneficial for everybody that doesn't experience the same way that i do being trans is not a choice i would say it's not a choice and it's because this thing that this feeling of dysmorphia dysphoric dysphoric sensation and thought or I don't even know how to describe it. You if you are cisgender and let me just give you the question of do you ever feel like you're trans and you would say no instantly and you know it that's how you know it. That's how I know that I am not completely cis and that means I'm trans. Because like I often felt like that doesn't align to my body. And I think I did an episode full on my body dysphoria. Uh, dysphoria. You guys could check that out. Um, I'm going to skip this part and talk about something else. And being trans is also like, it's very hard for me right now because I'm trans, non-binary, which a lot of people were like, what is that? That means I don't really consider me as myself as a bi-gender person. Like... I use the pronouns they them because I don't like living under the social construct and I just don't feel like any of those he him she her fits me. So the third word is going to be they them. I mean, you could extend that forever. Like there are so many pronouns out there, but I mean com- commonly used is they them, so I use they them. For me personally, choosing toilets are very hard. Sometimes I don't even know where I should go. Like if majority of these bathrooms right now in school and still are only by genders. Either you go to the men's bathroom or you go to the women's bathroom. When I just started my transition, I was able to still go to the women's bathroom because obviously I still love the women's women's bathroom other than the men's bathroom. Like women's bathroom is so much cleaner. It smells better. Um, and there are st- st- stalls for me to go in. 
and I don't have to be so awkward. But lately, because of my phys- physical change and everything, I I I tried going into the bathroom once in the airport, and there's this woman was like, "This is a women's bathroom." I mean, I had had experienced that before, but not that intense. That woman was literally staring at me, be like so frustrated and also she was like why are you here i got so judgment that judgmental kind of um look on her face and i just felt like maybe i should consider my decision again maybe i should go to the men's bathroom next time because when i went to the men's bathroom literally nobody questioned me i was just like straight passing i guess and because well i don't have a I have not done top surgery or anything like that, but my chest was organically flat. Thank you. I know that's funny. Organically flat. Um, but yeah, I wasn't born with a, yeah, a, a, a fair feminine chest. So I, and I, I go to the gym this day and like trained. So I guess that helped to transform some of the lipid into more muscles. And it just didn't look like I have a female chest at all. So that's good. But often in the men's bathroom, it's like, where do I look? Like, I can't go to those standing whatever thing that you call that to pee. Because, dude, I don't have that genitals. And so I have to wait for the stalls and often people shit in it, you know, and you have to wait for a long time. You don't know when they're going to come out. Usually it's like a 10 minute wait. So sometimes I just don't go to the bathroom or I risk it and go to the women's bathroom hoping nobody points me points at me and I need to confront them because if I start talking it would be so awkward like I either had to tell them like yeah I'm a which I'm not which I'm not a girl but I sometimes I need to use that kind of excuse to get in you know like that is so bizarre like gender neutral bathrooms are very important for me right now I felt like it's very important for people they are also in transition or non-binary because this is the actual struggle. Like, I don't really know which bathroom I should go into. And I felt like either of these bathrooms makes me feel uncomfortable. And so, yeah, there's my struggle. It's, it's like daily struggle. Every day, every single day, I have to choose my bathroom. How painful is that? And if, if it's a good day, there will be a third kind of bathroom, which are for people with disabilities. And there goes the third concern. There was one time I was lining up for this disability bathroom in Toronto. I was uh, in Niagara Falls. So obviously there were a lot of people because it was a tourist place. And... I saw the women's bathroom was literally in front of me. I was going to go get in like I used to because, you know, 
I actually prefer women's bathroom other than the men's bathroom, and I didn't I didn't notice there was a disability bathroom. But then I would start walking towards the direction direction of the women's bathroom. A few men was walking behind me. They followed me, and there was a few guys also coming to my direction. They were trying to get into the bathroom, and suddenly I just turned because I was like, "Shit! If they come with me." That would be so awkward because I would start talking, explain it, and I don't want to explain any of my situation. I don't want to tell people that I'm non-binary, trying to find the right bathroom, even though I sound like a guy, and doesn't look like a girl at all. And so I was like, "Shit, I had to go out of this line. I can't queue on this." There was like ten girls in front of ten women in front of me, and on the other side. There was the men's bathroom, which all the men behind me was starting to walk over there. I was like, "Should I go there?" I was, I was about to, you know, go with the flow with them, but then I was like, "Shit, I don't want to go in and then wait for ten minutes for someone to shit and then like come out. And then I can sit on the stall and like smell their flavorful leftovers." I don't want to feel that way, and so I was like, "No, I'm not going in." I just suddenly saw a disability bathroom, so I was like, "Yes, that's the one. I'm going to go into that." There was a family that was in that huge bathroom. They were in it for ten minutes, so I was like lining up. Wow, I was I was about to pee my pants at that point. I drank so much coffee that I wanted to pee, but I didn't have the spot, so I was like struggling. And then, as that family finally came out after like fifteen minutes, and then I went in. The moment I went in, there was this lady right beside me with a、um, stroller. She had a kid on her hand, and her husband was like literally next to her. She was. I was like, "Oh my god, maybe I should let them go in first because they have more people and they have a child, and I look completely normal, and I shouldn't be a dis disabled person." I guess they don't. They won't feel like I'm a disabled person. And I am not a disabled person, but I'm going into this bathroom. I felt like I shouldn't be there, and they should go first. So I offered her to go first. I mean, but she was so kind; she let me in. And I mean, I was technically the person that should be getting in because I was the first person on the queue. So, but yeah, I just felt bad. And after that, I opened the door. I went back out. There was like, like five to ten people there. There were like families groups, and they were trying to get into the dis disabled bathroom too. And they gave me not a look, but I guess I was so nervous because I was like, "Oh my god, these people are gonna think that I pretended to be disabled, but I looked completely normal." You know, I just had that imposter syndrome in myself.、Um, technically, I could use these bathroom, but. Because I have my condition, which is non-binary, if I can't find a right bathroom, but to majority of people, I felt like 
my excuse, not excuse, but my situation will not be considered as a, a valid one. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like this. And other times it's like, you know, it's very hard to just come out to people all the time. Like, what do you expect? Like, if you haven't seen me for half a year or a year, I would look completely different from the person that I was to now. And so, like, to those people that haven't come out, like, it would be a struggle for me to explain what happened because they would be so curious and they want to know everything about this. But I'm not to, here to explain myself or to give you every single bit of the context of what it feels like and to every single person all the time. So there's that. And yeah, I I feel like the other struggles might be occurring only in Hong Kong because, or actually no, actually in daily life is very hard for me as a non-binary trans person uh, to tell people that I'm using they them because I often get misgendered. People use he him all the time these days, which in some ways is still better than calling me she her. I love that. But also it's like, it's still not me. It's still not the, the person that I am. I'm glad that all of my friends use the right pronouns. Like they really respect me as a person and you know, use the right pronouns to call me by that. But people that don't know me see me in the streets or whatever. Hey, sir. Hey, whatever. Um, yeah. And during my transition, I was, there was time I was still being called by people like ma'am and like miss and all that. It was the worst feeling ever because, man, I really didn't, I did, I don't like when people call me by she, her. And I think it's like, this is the worst thing you can do to some people, to trans people, I'm being honest, is like, doesn't acknowledge their work, their person, their being by people calling them the right pronouns people were like why are they so important like the fuck just get over it no the whole thing about us being trans and some people also go through transitions hopefully they can be the version that fits them better and also adapt with the real life they don't want people to see them as they who they are not pretending anymore or not being a version that people expect them to be. A lot of people, a lot of trans people, some are straight passing and you can't tell that they're trans. And there are people that are trans, but they haven't been through transition yet. So they physically look the same as, you know, the born, uh, their born sex. So like if they're yeah, and you understand that. And some people are in transition and they looked 
and sound maybe their voice cracked up maybe they don't look as feminine as they wanted to be and they're not as masculine as they wanted to be look masculine okay it's not about the energy of it and so all this is hard for people that are dealing with their own struggles every life every day and there are people that are anti-trans and just like disapproving and disregarding their identity just like i don't think you are and then like what do you think when you're you identify as a woman and you get called by mr all the time that is the same exact feeling that when you misgender someone it's like do you even see me do you even acknowledge that i am who i am as a human being um yeah i think that's all i want to say for this episode it's a bit long but i think it's necessary so i will see you guys next episode bye